the New Jersey Globe Power Hour is on. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. It's David Wildston. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. Isaac Avalusay is a reporter for the Trentonian. It's a daily newspaper that covers New Jersey's capital city region. Isaac, how are you? I'm well, Dave. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. You've been doing some extraordinary journalism in Trenton and in Mercer County. I'm, I'm sure there's some people who don't like what you write, but uh, they're not supposed to like it, right? I mean, if you're, if you're doing your job. Yeah, you know what? I think that uh, when we were covering Kelly Yady, the ex-Republican mayor there in Hamilton, a lot of people, the criticism was that the, uh, the uh, Trentonian was a, uh, a Democratic-leaning uh, uh, newspaper, which I found interesting, and I'm sure now that uh, some of the coverage has been about the county executive, Mercer County Executive Brian Hughes, there's a lot of people that are probably saying, oh, the Trentonian is a Republican rag, so... Uh, we're not partisan. We'll cover Democrats. We'll, put, we'll cover Republicans, independents. Uh, parties protect politicians. Newspapers expose politicians. Yeah, so, so tell me about, uh, you talked about the county executive, and that's been, that's been the focus of your coverage over, over the last couple of weeks. Tell me, tell me what you found out. So it kind of started organically with a tip that uh, Mr. Hughes had had some driving issues and uh, over the course of a few weeks, I'd been looking into it, and then uh, I had a source, uh, a very connected source, that uh, leaked me a police report that showed Mr. Hughes had an encounter with Pennsylvania State Police on June 1st, 2020. And during that encounter, Mr. Hughes had abandoned a county-owned vehicle along the turnpike outside of Lawn, Pennsylvania, which is about 20 uh, miles southeast of, of the capital of Harrisburg. Uh, the trooper, uh, James Fastnock, actually encountered Mr. Hughes outside of a lawn service plaza. And during that encounter, Mr. Hughes had explained to the trooper that he had ran out of gas. That's why he abandoned the uh, uh, vehicle along the side of the turnpike. But the trooper noticed there was something off about Mr. Hughes. He appeared very confused. Uh, During the course of the conversation, he explained to the trooper that he was racing for others in Paris, France. At that point, the uh troopers thinking uh, something's off here uh we don't know how but somehow he gets in contact with mr hughes's wife pamela she explains to him that he has a medical condition that sometimes causes confusion for whatever reason there were no sobriety tests issued the trooper uh uh let mr hughes uh, uh go to the hospital called in some paramedics they say he has a regular heartbeat they transfer him to hershey medical center the trooper gets a hold of uh, Mr. Hughes's chief of staff, Kelly Ganges, and arranges to have the car parked at the Lawn Service Plaza. And Mr. Ganges and uh, Mr. Aaron Watson, who's the DOT director and kind of a uh, uh, holds a lot of hats in the county, they come and pick up Mr. Hughes' vehicle, and that's kind of how that started. That kicked off some of the reporting. And the county executive, I think we should probably say it, he's, he's had some health issues, and he's been, he's been fairly upfront about them over the years. This isn't, this isn't something new. Correct. Uh, and when I, when I talked to Mr. Hughes, he explained that this was a medical episode, that he had an uh, adverse reaction to uh, trilepidol. It's a prescription that he's been on, according to him, at least a, de- a decade for, uh, to treat uh, trigeminal neuralgia, which is a facial uh, shooting facial pain it's a rare nerve disorder that he's dealt with very publicly i will say that he he has discussed this publicly and this is what he attributed this incident to 
So what happens now? I mean, the county executive's got two more years left in his term. What, what, what do you foresee happening there? Uh, you know what? I think that uh, what, what our reporting has really showed is that this is a, a pattern of behavior because Mr. Hughes had a couple incidents before that 2020 uh, incident with Pennsylvania State Police, which is now being uh, investigated and turned into by Pennsylvania State Police to determine whether the trooper gave Mr. Hughes any sort of preferential treatment. Obviously, Mr. Hughes is a very prominent power broker, Democratic power broker in Mercer County. Uh, we have no reason to know at this point whether the trooper knew Mr. Hughes was at this point. But there's some very curious questions of how it all played out. How did the trooper, if Mr. Hughes is out of his mind, doesn't know where he's at, thinks he's in Paris, France. How did he get a hold of Pamela's number? How did he get a hold of Mr. Gaines's number? Uh, I think Mr. Hughes is, is in a little bit of trouble politically. Uh, the Republicans have been nobody uh, for a long time in Mercer County, but I think really what Mr. Hughes could potentially face is an inter-party challenge. And so one of the stories you've, you've written, and I mean, it, it, it caught everybody's attention, was, was about the county losing money in, a, in, a, in, a, in an Internet scam. Tell me, tell me what that story was. Yeah, I, to me, honestly, that's almost more embarrassing for the Hughes administration than some of these issues with the driving, because, you know, there's no uh, dispositive proof to suggest that Mr. Hughes was anything but having a medical episode at this juncture in the three instances, although... Two of them, he's in an altered mind state, and, you know, there's a lot of speculation. But really, the $660,000 that was stolen by a couple Nigerian nationals, it was part of this really international dragnet uh, DOG investigation that came out. And the Hughes administration kept it quiet for more than two years. And what's really troubling about this is that, if not but for a very valiant whistleblower, the media even as a media that tries to watchdog Mercer County, Trenton, and the Trenton area as well as we do. And i got to give a shout-out to my colleague, Suleiman. i got to give a shout-out to my, my boss, uh, uh, John Barry and Jeff Edelstein. We really try to watchdog, but this story was not going to come out, if not but for that whistleblower, because it originated out of Atlanta, Georgia. And I think it's fair to say that the Hughes administration was – uh, happy to not say anything about it until we started asking questions two years later. And when we started asking questions, they confirmed, yes, $660,000 was stolen, but there's a lot of questions that still remain about what county commissioners knew when and uh, at, at what moment they knew it. And I, I believe I read this in your story. There was an insurance policy the county had, right? They That kicked in and, and made the taxpayers whole. Was that all of it or just some of it? Uh, I, I believe it was a, a little bit more than $120,000. I believe they were able to recover the vast majority of the funds because uh, the feds got notified and they were able to freeze uh, a bank account that the monies were transferred to. And then the county insurance kicked in the rest and made the taxpayers whole. Wow. But really what we're talking about is while the taxpayers may be made whole, they weren't let know about it until our report came out. And I find that troubling because if you're talking about good governance, if you're talking about transparency and accountability, the argument that can be made, the county was a victim in this case. So if you're a victim, then talk about your victimhood. 
say, put out a release, notify the media, notify the public, hey, look, there's $660,000 missing. This is what happened. This is what we're doing to retrieve the funds. Um, this is where we're at. Don't hide it for two years. Uh, be happy to say nothing about it and then uh, act like you didn't do anything wrong when the media starts acting, asking questions about it and say, why didn't you tell, about, tell the public about this sooner? So Mercer County, as you mentioned, it's a one-party county. Republicans not really a factor. They haven't won elections there for you know decades. So the only watchdog is you and and your newspaper. What what happens in other parts of the state where it's it's also one-party control and the daily newspapers are are no longer covering local government? What who's who's there to shed some some sunlight on what's happening? Look, Dave, I think that. I can only really speak for Mercer County. Um, um, but what I will say is that look at how long that story took to come out. Now, if you had more robust media coverage from both newspapers, and I'm including us in that, right, because we're really a skeleton crew at this point, and it's really a travesty because you had a point in time where the Trentonian and the Times of Trent really traded blows, scoop for scoop, uh, you know, the Trentonian. I remember, I remember. Uh, you know, motto is always ahead of the times. And so if you take Trenton as a microcosm of the devastation that has been laid in journalism in general, what you have is less and less watchdog journalism on a consistent basis. And while we do our best, I will admit, I don't think our best is good enough for our coverage areas. Readers deserve more. Uh, the public deserves more. The accountability measure that the media is responsible for can't be executed to its fullest unless you have staff. And that's really the travesty of this uh, uh, of kind of this story. It's like no way this would have taken two years to come out if there was more robust media coverage in Trenton. And I think that you can use that and jump off as an example of what may be happening in other communities elsewhere that don't even have the coverage that Trenton has. Understood, and I, you know, I, uh, this this went this we sailed by in this, but but Isaac Avaluse of the Trentonian, thank you for coming on, and and you know for for all, on behalf of all journalists, keep up the good work. This it's, it's important work that you're doing. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, and talk to you soon.